Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Film Club Podcast, where every week, me and Miss Boo bring a movie. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad, but they're always fun here at the Film Club. Miss Boo, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Today's my pick, so... It is your pick. It's a good day. Ah. And And your pick is uh, much more kid-friendly than mine. Oh, yeah. Severely. Landslide, you know. Super G-rated film. Yes. I mean, it actually is G-rated. Oh, my... But, yes, today's my pick, and we are continuing with our animation month. Yeah. So, for today, we're going to be talking... celebration of anime. Sean. Yeah. So... We keep trying to interrupt you. I know. Uh, yeah. You do that all yeah, the time. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Ah. Right. So, for today, we're going to be talking about Kiki's Delivery Service. Yes. Uh, this is going to be our first Studio Ghibli film, our first Miyazaki film. Yes. And this is going to be an interesting one. Because we watched uh, no. the same version. We did actually watch the same version this time. Not no, like last week. Where we had the dub sub, you know, combat going on. Well, I guess it wasn't really a combat. It was just I was bad at finding which movie to watch. Well, I do want to find out something real quick. All right, perfect. I needed to find out if this was his first movie or it wasn't. But the first is Lupin the Third, which awesome, by the way. I haven't seen it, but I did enjoy the movie, so I'd be interested in looking at more of his work. Honestly, you'd probably be in a good camp, because Studio Ghibli, the Miyazaki films, these are the movies that Disney releases in America. And I was very surprised that this is considered a Disney movie. Yeah, yeah. I think almost all of them are. Almost all the Miyazaki films are considered, like, Disney film because Disney owns the American like distribution rights and Disney does all the, like the dubbing and stuff like that for the United States. Yeah, cuz when I was looking up the, you know, information about this movie, I saw that this is actually the second dubbed version yeah. of this movie. And I I kind of thought it was pretty cool that the original first dubbing was made so that they could stream it on flights to Japan. Yeah. So I'm like that's pretty cool. You get to go to Japan and you get to see a really good movie on your way over. And speaking of good movies, so this movie is, the best way I can describe it is, oh, it's so cute. This is is a very cute movie. It's a very cute movie. This is very much a kid's movie, right? It is, and I really wasn't sure what to expect. Mm -hmm. I was drawn in with the little black cat. Because I love black cats. And also, he is the funniest character in the movie. Oh, he's the best character in the movie. Absolutely, right? Hands down. Gigi is the I could just watch a movie with Gigi. Oh, yeah. I wish they would make, like, you know, more animated shorts just, like, about Gigi. Kind of like Pixar makes shorts about some of their movies. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I was inspired to watch it because of Gigi. And also because of my younger cousins, Seraphine and Felix, because they're huge Studio Ghibli fans. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, all right, you know, let's, let's give it a go and see how it is. And it was actually a really good movie. Yeah. Boo's actually, we're, we're two for two so far. Boo we has are. not hit a, a movie she has not liked on our anime month. I know, I'm I'm surprised. You, you might be a weeb, who knows? I don't think I've fallen that far down the rabbit hole. But give, give it time, give it time. I know plenty of weebs, but I don't think I'm there yet. Alright, alright, just give it time, give it time. But, on that note, so, Kiki's Delivery Service, do you, I think it's your turn to give the plot rundown for this film, because... I would find it difficult to summarize the plot of this movie. Yeah, you might take it a completely different way than what it actually is. I start talking about the 
you know, the downfall of European society in the post-World War II universe. There's a whole weird, like, thematic thing that I'm probably going to go down a rabbit hole in a minute, but I'll let you finish. Remember, this is a G-rated movie, so we're going to try to keep it PG-13 in this episode. I won't cuss at all. Thank you. So, elevator pitch for this movie is, the movie is about Kiki, who is a 13-year-old witch, Mm -hmm. and, and I guess this witch lore in the movie when witches turn 13 they have to leave their homes for a year to train and kind of take on a trade and kiki decides you know it's a beautiful night i'm gonna take off tonight and i'm gonna go find adventure wherever i can so kiki takes off with their cat Gigi, which Gigi's the man Mm. cutest cat ever uh, apart apart from Binks. Yeah, you're just saying Gigi's cute because he looks like Binks. He really does look like Binks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kiki takes off and she finds this town, this pretty beach town. Yeah. And it's like, what is it with anime? The towns, the lands, and the food all look amazing. Because it's anime and they can make it look amazing. Because I mean, that's, I, that's the beauty about anime. Because I've seen clips about anime food and I'm just like, my God, I want that bowl of ramen, or I want this feast so bad, or I just want to move here. The yeah, that's the that's the thing about anime, you know, that um really goes into the idea of the here's I'm gonna put my pretentious cap on. So you know the auteur theory. Yes, I remember that. Yes, yeah, so that conversation. So in anime, like the auteur theory is like different. Because in regular, like, film production, you know, where it's live action, there's a army of people that are doing stuff. You have a costume designer, you have mm-hmm. a production designer, you have the cinematographer, campers. You have all these different facets of people coming mm-hmm. together to try and make a film. Yeah. So, an auteur is kind of, it's kind of a shoddy theory, but it does work. It's just hard to work in practice because mm-hmm. you can't really be one person and control every single solitary aspect of your film Mm -hmm. in anime you actually can because most directors who do anime they're it's weird because in japan it's more like a trade job yeah where you do everything and then you become a director yeah and with anime you can make anything looks really awesome including food landscapes i've discovered are like basic you got to be able to make a beautiful landscape and i really wanted to move to the seaside town yeah well i i have no idea where it's supposed to be i know it's supposed to be someplace in europe because they mentioned that or well i guess it's not mentioned in the movie but from like context clues and like stuff i i researched the movie's supposed to take place in a alternate 1950 where world war one and two never happened in europe yeah that's it's a really weird setting but yeah. yeah, because when Kiki first takes off, she meets another witch that's taking off, or she's actually coming home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we pan down and we see where her home is, and you see the Moulin Rouge. So yeah. so we're over Paris at this point, so I'm thinking maybe Kiki lands, like, in Germany? Germany or Austria, something like yeah, that. Yeah, because I was thinking the, the bakery that she ends up in, they have, you know, a huge pretzel in the window... Everything uh, looks very German. It looks very German, and you know, I, I haven't, I've never been to Germany, and I haven't really seen too much on Germany, so it's like I don't know what their coastal towns look like. But I was like, damn, that shit looks pretty. Looks pretty. There's a bakery. I get all the bread I want. You swore before I did. 
It's bread. It's bread and landscapes. I, I'm sorry. Weaknesses. I understand. I understand. But to continue the elevator pitch, Kiki ends up working in this bakery, and this nice woman that runs the bakery with her husband, you know, takes her in and says, you know, hey, well, if you help me, you've got a room to stay here. Uh, we'll pay you. And Kiki's delivery service begins where she starts helping people in the town delivering things. And at first when she lands, people are not too crazy about Kiki because she kind of lands in the middle of traffic and there's cars going everywhere. Yeah, it's it's funny because we see Kiki and she is very much a country girl. Yeah. Like, she, like it's... The movie's weird because we have this um, juxtaposition of Kiki in her home life before she leaves and it's very much like oh she lives in like a small rural country town where you know every one of your neighbors and that then and she... it's also very brief too that we see her home life yeah and then you know she goes to this big city and it's it's kind of interesting because i think that's a theme of the movie of you know kids going for, or people you know they go from this world of you know very small very rural whatever to this big city it's yeah. the whole thing of you know if you want to get big anywhere you can't do it in the middle of uh, missouri you got to go to you know los angeles new york chicago mm -hmm. and i think that's interesting in this movie because where in a lot of those things you go there to become famous kiki does this and she grows up she becomes more like an adult because we see her at the beginning and she's very like childlike very childish and then I mean, she... her mom even says she doesn't really know how to fly a broom yeah and by the end of the movie she's mastered you know her ability to fly a broom she's mastered she's gotten you know her groove back with the witch's powers and she's developed a trade for herself she's developed a trade for herself exactly and she's even you know met somebody who is she likes loves i don't know He's kind definitely of, down. He, he is definitely into He kind her. of reminded me of somebody, too. Yeah, well, Kiki reminded me of somebody else. I, I thought so, yeah. yeah. I was like, you know, Kiki looks exactly like the thing Boo wishes she could have been as a little girl. No meme, right? You want with, to fly with, with my little black cat following me? Little black cat flying around, flying around a broom, living in a bakery with fresh, you know, pancakes every day. And cocoa. And cocoa. Which and apparently you, was coffee in the original movie. But, but Disney was like, yo, kids don't drink coffee. How little they knew back in 1989. How little they knew. Have you seen how many kids are in Starbucks? It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And I'm just saying, there's a lot of things in this. You know, Kiki lives in Europe. Who's all going to go to Europe? There's a lot of things here. I think you kind of just like literally picked a movie about like your fantasies. Just saying. I didn't know what I was picking, Tombo. Oh, wow. What a savage. I don't even have glasses. Yet. Wow. Wishing me to go blind. What a savage. You already can't see things. Lies and slander. But, as time goes on, the what comes next in the movie, other than, you know, Kiki, you know, she starts a delivery service, helps people around the town. She starts, you know, making connections with different people in the town. She meets... Ursula, who lives, you know, out in the woods, mm -hmm. and they develop a friendship, and suddenly, you know, Kiki's interested in Tombo, you know, she finally gives him the time of day, and then... It took a while. It took a while, and then she starts to notice that her powers aren't really working the way that they are, you know, she can't talk to Gigi anymore, her flying really isn't working, so she kind of takes some time to herself, and there's an incident with Tombo where she ends up saving his life and 
her powers just come flooding back. That's the big climax of the movie. It is. And it's so. it's interesting to see her story arc, even though it hasn't been more than a year. Mm-hmm. She grows up so much in this short span of time. Well, I got a question for you. Sure. So she loses her powers in, well, well, we'll say like right before the third act, right? Yeah. So she loses her powers. What do you think caused that? It's got to be her attraction to Tombo because she was so focused on, I'm 13, I've got to learn this, I've got to do this. Now we have kind of a love interest coming into the mix, and it's just, that's distracting from... Well, it's distracting from her doing, like, her, her gig, right? Yeah. But it, she starts to lose her powers. Is that a thing where she's, like, going away from, like being a witch and she's like i'm more interested in the this mortal realm kind of thing yeah because because it's never explained in the movie like it's I guess, not explained but she is very comfortable you could tell she is very much enjoying where she is and the people that she's meeting she's you know building relationships and it's becoming home very fast mm-hmm. i mean even the woman in the bakery that she works for um osona you know when at one point when they talk on the phone she's like you know Come home soon. So it's like even Osona and her husband. They are... kind of adopted her into yeah. the family. And at some point, you know, at some point in the movie, I was like, man, she hasn't like written or called her parents. So like, <laughs> just like deuces, I'm out. Yeah. Like I, that, I noticed that in the movie and I'm like, Kiki's kind of mean, but whatever. <laughs> uh, it was, it that is funny. But yeah. Are you, so about the, like the themes of the movie, cause this, cause last week when we talked about Perfect Blue, there's a lot of theme in that movie. Yeah. It's like all over that movie. Yeah. And granted, we had a shorter episode for that, but that's, you know, to be expected because I'm lazy. But yeah, but for, you know, Key's Delivery Service, there's there's some themes going on in this movie. You know, growing up, yeah. having to be on your own, uh, trying to just like find your own path to like, adulting i guess i'll say and on your own too because it's not like she's finding her path at home it's just she is out in the world yeah trying to figure this out on her own at 13 mm-hmm. and we we uh encounter other children in the movie mm-hmm. and they're just like man she's already working she's making money and it's just like yeah she doesn't really have like a teenage kind of years she's already going to work yeah so i'm wondering where so I'm wondering where the themes of the film kind of rest, right? Mm-hmm. So we have some pretty obvious ones. Kiki's whole thing of going on like a year-long, you know, exploration of her powers in the city. That's a pretty basic yeah. basic way to pull it out. You know, she is sending herself out to the world so she can find her own path in life. Yeah. Right? That is the whole you know arc of growing up. The fact that she goes finds a job you know basically starts her own business she has this thing where she starts to lose her powers but then she kind of finds the power within to mm-hmm. you get her powers back you know and gg and all this other stuff and that's like her representing her growing up she's you learn to know she now knows what to value in her life yeah. and is rewarded with her powers back but i kind of want to know what your thoughts are about like certain theme or thematic stuff in the movie if we you get to put on, you know, the pretentious cap right now for, for the movie about your life. Do I have life. to wear it? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta wear it. All right, hit me with questions. No, I want, I wanted to hear you kind of philosophize about the movie. I already. No, I mean, I agree with what you said. You know, mm-hmm. it is very much, uh, 
coming of age story mm-hmm. in a very short amount of time. And it is about those values of I'm all about work to, well, no, I'm really all about making relationships, not just with, you know, romantically, just, you know, kind of putting down roots. Do you think that's why they made her 13 in the movie? Because that's when you reach a certain level of, like, physical maturity and you start to have that hormone rush? Yeah. Like, do you think that's, like, a big thing? And also, I guess, in, like, many cultures, 13 is considered, a, like, not adulthood, but, like, you're you're a man now, son. You're 13. Yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely a thing. It's also, it almost seemed like a test, too. Mm-hmm. It seemed like... This might be a test, you know, within the witch line. Okay, you're 13. It's like a rite of passage. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's what it kind of felt like. This struggle of, I want to do great with a business, but at the same time, I also kind of want to put roots down. And I'm wondering, you know, because there's no sequel to this. Mm. I'm wondering, does she stay? Does she stay or does she go home? You just want to know if her and, and Tombo have babies. That's all you want to know. No, I'm I'm more concerned about Gigi. You just want well, we know Gigi had babies. Exactly, Gigi those babies. had a whole litter. And I mean that little black baby cat was so cute. I wanted him. You have him. It's called Binks. Her, yes. Yes, exactly. It if so if anybody is wondering, Miss um, Boo has an obsession with her little 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 black cat at home. Obsessed about that cat. I'm not obsessed. I just love my cat. Obsessed, obsessed. No. Well, Kiki's Delivery Service. Well, Boo, do you got any other little things you want to talk about? Because we talked about the plot. I mean, we could talk about some of the more characters a little bit in depth. Because Kiki is a... I don't know if Kiki's an... Is Kiki an interesting character? Or is she more just a character that allows us to kind of explore what's going on, right? Explore the She's interesting, but we can all kind of, like, step into her shoes and kind of explore and discover new things and it's cool to see that you know she's not like a shut-off person she makes friends everywhere that she goes she cares about people you know i love seeing her interact with um the madam and the the older woman that helps her in the house Mm -hmm. it's like i love that dynamic i love that the um the woman that helps the madam is so, you know, beguiled by witches that she starts jumping around with Kiki's she's, broom she's in the house. She tries to see if the broom works. And it's just like, I thought that was so cute and it was sweet, you know, when um, the madam makes her a birthday cake. Or not a birthday cake, like a thank you cake. Yeah. And it, it was sweet to see that dynamic. But I, I just kept thinking, does she stay? Because, I mean, I know, because I know with, like, her parents, they're part of this, you know, this mm. rural town. So it's like, I have a feeling... That this is what the witches do, where they they find these places and they end up making it a home. Because even the guy in the clock tower in the beginning, when she arrives in this town, Mm -hmm. she asks if there's any witches here. And he's like, oh, well, not for a very long time. So it's a common thing in this world where witches are, in fact, real. They just kind of show up places. They show up, kind of show up like Mary Poppins. They just appear in the air. Is this anime Mary Poppins? Kind of. (laughs) Uh, really total- breaking the fourth wall there. Totally. I mean, it is a Disney movie. And Boo loves Disney movies. I do. I uh, really do. Well, that, it is interesting. It is interesting. Because this is, this is considered a Disney film, right? Yeah. And this kind of just fits perfectly into that Disney archetype of film, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, kid main character. We're in this very, like, 
fantastical kind of high concept world Mm -hmm. there's you know cute animals there's there's no nothing risque about the film no in any sense no and but it still has this very engaging and interesting and lighthearted story now would you so would you consider this out the gate just this is a disney film or is this more like this is a japanese film that disney released it's a it's both Mm -hmm. because you know do you feel like it's it's culturally specific to like japan enough to where it's like it's not like i guess that i should probably clarify that's what i'm talking uh, that's what i mean so when i say it's like is this a disney film does it feel like a film like oh walt disney productions of 1989 or is this more japanese in nature because usually disney films there's a musical number and there there's no singing in this movie Mm -hmm. we do have music but it's not like a disney movie but it's still kind of that wholesome movie where you do face you know a problem and you know in the end the hero wins Mm -hmm. because we we do have a pretty good climax in this movie with the blimp yeah and you know kiki's powers you know kick back in and she's able to save uh tobo or tombo from uh you know, almost imminent death. Yes. But, yeah, it, it's a little of both. You know, it could be a Disney movie, but it's really not. It, it It's the thing. Like, does this feel like an import from another, another culture's, like, film? Yes. Okay. Because, like, um, I guess parallel to this, I am in the Double Feature podcast, we're doing Foreign Film Month. Mm-hmm. And we're doing japanese films uh i believe this i believe we're doing japanese films this this week coming week i can't remember i'm really bad at remembering movies i have to watch if you don't know now oh i know i run the schedule (laughs) yes so and that was like a big thematic question we were talking about was does this feel like a film that is unique to a certain culture that american audiences wouldn't like grasp onto and that's kind of what I'm talking about with mm-hmm. this. Does this feel like a film that has feels very uniquely Japanese in terms of its film language and film culture that as an American audience you feel like you're losing something? Or or do you feel like it's pretty much like you you got it? Because Perfect Blue last week felt very Japanese. Felt like this is very much of a of like the of Japanese culture, very specific for the time. Well that and I also watched the Japanese version of it. You you so... did. You watched you watched sub. Yeah, so so this was very different, you know, to understand the dialogue. And it, you know, it felt Disney, but at the same time, it did feel like an import, but a good import. And I think it's something that, I mean, I'm I'm new to the anime, you know, genre, community. New to the the lifestyle. Yeah, because I mean. We'll get you your weird, like, anime hoodie at Hot Topic soon. Oh, jeez. We're going back to, like, 2004. Oh, we're gonna get like Trigun. I mean, those were Bebop, those were o. primo years. Oh. But... I won't make you watch Inuyasha though. I won't put you on that on that downward spiral. I appreciate it. Yeah, you probably would really enjoy it, but I ain't, I ain't gonna make you watch like five hundred episodes. And I, I won't do that to you. I thank you. Yeah, but you know, I know like our local AMC theaters, they've mm-hmm. done you know. Um, kind of like film festivals where they show all the ghibli movies yeah Yeah. and you know we've gone to the movies and i've seen those posters and you get excited you're like oh man they're gonna show all of these and i've kind of been like okay yeah whatever so i think you know to an extent these movies have kind of been slept on here 
because we're so used to well, Disney. Well, I think you slept on them. The rest of America has gotten behind Studio Ghibli. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, again, I'm new to this. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you show it to, you know, you show that poster to a kid who's from here that's, you know, used to Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar. Or, you, you know, know the, the Cartoon Network, like, the only anime they see is, like, Cartoon Network anime, which is, like, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, so, like that. so I think, you know, in that sense, it could be slept on because we're so used to the huge companies that we have here. And we don't really see these movies. And, you know, now that we have, I have better access because I have HBO Max, so... Mm-hmm. They have, like, the whole collection from Studio Ghibli. So it's like, now I can, you know, inform myself and enjoy these movies because I really enjoyed it. And I hope that AMC continues to do, like, these film festivals of these movies because I'd love to see that on the big screen. It's visually stunning. It's a good story. That's the beauty of Miyazaki. It kept me engaged the entire time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm sorry that I slept on some of these movies because it was just chef's kiss. Yeah. Mwah. Well, on that note of the chef's kiss, this movie, I can give the kiss, the chef kiss of approval. Mwah. This is a very cute, very nice, very like, I don't know, it's one of those movies that you're just like, ah, oh. it's, like it's like a blanket. It's all warm and cozy. Yeah, and I wasn't really sure what to expect going into this, but it, it's total feels. It's, it's good feels. You know, there's some, you know, sad parts in the movie. But it's the right amount of sad. We're just like, oh no, and then like good stuff happens. Like, yeah, it's, it's very much a it's a kids movie. Yeah, it's a kid movie that works even if you're not a kid. Yeah, because I mean, when it ends, when you think it ends, um, and you get like the credits, and, and they you... have the whole like sequel sequence in the credits. Yeah, and you see that you know she finally writes back to her family and her father, so excited, and I was like, okay, you kind of get that closure that. You know, and not... her and Tombo go flying together. That was sweet that he finally got his his, his little airplane bike. bike going. I totally thought that's something that Dean would try to do. I will not confirm or deny I've tried to make a, a plane out of a bicycle before and may or may not have hurt my legs and back doing so. I knew it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But really, really great movie. Yes, it is. And next week, we're going to be returning to Studio Ghibli, and I know you're going to be very excited, because this is the one that I would say is the best Studio Ghibli movie. Come at me, internet. You know, we might have to make a a little poll on Instagram to see and get people to vote which is the best. I mean, there's a good number, because, I mean, you could... There's an argument, right? Yeah. Because we have, you know, Kiki's Delivery Service, which probably is not, like, one of the best ones, but it's definitely probably... One that is very fondly thought of, fondly remembered, but you also have uh, Princess Mononoke, you have Spirited Away, which, by the way, next week's episode is Spirited Away. My personal favorite. Hmm. Very excited. Uh, it won't be My Neighbor Totoro because Spirited Away is better. Come at me, internet. It's going to be great. I think that's the one that won the Oscar. I think so. I can't remember. Yeah, because I know some of these movies have won some pretty prestigious awards. Oh, that's, yeah. That's why I wasn't sure if this was one of them or if it was Spirited Away that was the one that's taken, like, the most awards. Spirit Away is the one that I believe won, like, best animated film, and it's, like, it's the one that's gotten a lot of acclaim. I saw this, I saw it a long, long, long time ago, and it's been a minute since I've rewatched it, but Mm -hmm. it's weird, because you know those movies where you, like, you saw them, like, when you were young, and you haven't seen them in, like, ten years, but you could remember, like, 
90% of the movie yeah. for memory because the visuals are so stunning. Or, like, there's so much weird stuff going on, it just kind of sticks with you. Yeah. Yeah, Spirit Away is like that. I've no- okay. I haven't seen the movie in, like, ten years, but I can probably recite 90% of the movie for memory. Wow. Well, granted, it's a movie, so I do that anyway. Yes, but, yeah. we do frequently speak in quotes. I love In, in movie quotes, so... I love you too. So yeah, so be prepared next week. Spirited away. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see it. (sighs) Boo. But where can people listen to us to find more? So they can too be spirited away. Sorry, I had to get the pun. I swear. I'm sorry. He's not that sorry. Not not even a little bit. Okay, so if you want to listen to us on a different platform than you already are, we're on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and soon we will be on YouTube. Very, very soon. Hopefully we'll have the first episode up by the time this comes out. But we will be on the YouTube channel In The Frame with our sister podcast, The Double Feature Podcast, as well as Too Obscure for TV. And, you know, you never know. We might actually do some vlog posts on that YouTube page. You would love to do vlog posts on that YouTube page, but... Hey, again, we're in L.A., we're near film sets and locations. We might want to, you know, throw that into the, the mix. Yeah, yeah, you, you can you can discuss that with my agent. but Like well, you can afford an agent. Exactly. But if you want to find us on social media, you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Film Club Podcast. And I think that brings us to an end here for Kiki's Delivery Service. That's right. So we'll see you next week at the Film Club. Peace. Peace.